This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, a very good Thursday morning to you, Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us. Steven Strom here. Of course, the Marlins one-by-one run. Four to three over the Nationals last night. They've won three in a row. As always, for your recap, here's your voice. On the radio of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. What a win for the Marlins on this Wednesday night at Lone Depot Park in Miami. They have collected their 14th one-run victory of the season and their 12th come-from-behind win here in 2023. Now 12 of the Miami Marlins' 22 victories this season are of the come-from-behind variety. They beat the Washington Nationals by a final score of 4-3 to in Game 2 of this three-game weekday series here tonight. This is the 10th inning show, and back with us now is Rod Allen. And Rod, uh, during the break, we, we were just kind of mentioning this club is playing a good brand of baseball. They are fun to watch right now. They really are fun to watch, and, and I think that you and I talked back in spring training, and it's not because that the St. Louis Cardinals got off to a bad start this year, but we watched that St. Louis Cardinals team an organization where Skip Schumacher grew up, and we watched that team, and you and I thought this is the kind of baseball he would like to see his Marlins start to play. Guys going first to third, bullpen stepping up, guys getting big hits. This team has taken on the personality of its manager, and I really enjoy watching him play. They have been a very scrappy bunch, and you are absolutely right. You hit the nail on the head. Skip Schumacher played the same way. Let's start on the mound. Your impressions of Edward Cabrera here tonight. I loved Edward Cabrera. He did not walk anybody today. I thought he used his fastball just enough. He also had a really nice breaking ball. He also had that changeup, which he always has. He got several swings and misses on his secondary stuff. I think as he evolves and starts to use his fastball a little bit more often, it's going to make his secondary stuff that much better. I think Cabrera's got a no-hitter in him at some point in time. That's how lethal his stuff is. And how about offensively? Jorge Soler, that big bad man, is at it again. Well, I mean, we talked about the fastball that Mackenzie Gore was featuring. He throws 97 to 98, and no one hits the ball harder on fastballs that are above 95 miles an hour than Soler. So something had to give, and he tried to sneak that cheese by a rat, and you know you can't sneak cheese by a rat, and that's exactly where Soler is living right now. He is hitting extremely the ball extremely hard. A couple of more for you. So Eddie Cabrera, really good on the mound. He collects his third win of the season. Soler hits another two-run homer, his 11th of the season. RBI's number 23 and 24. Luis Arise, he's been great for the Marlins this season. He was two for four tonight, and he collected his 500th hit in the big leagues. You know, the offense not necessarily clicking all at once, but they're starting to. I mean, Segura took some st strides forward today. Arise has been there all year. Soler, for the most part, has been good. Dela Cruz now has an 11-game hitting streak. It seems like Jazz went down. Sanchez went down. They had some guys that are picking up everybody, and that's exactly what uh, Skip Schumacher envisioned yesterday when he said, you know, we still have a really good team. These guys come to the ballpark. I expect them to go out and compete and win, regardless of who's on the injured list. And Gene Segura is starting to get it going a little bit, partner. I like the way he played today. Defensively, he had a little bit more pep in his step. He made a couple of really nice plays, moving over there athletically. Hey, he got an extra base on a, on a, on a, a, a pass ball. He also 
Uh, had him a triple. I just like the way he played today. We played with a lot of energy. It's always fun working with you, buddy. Well, let's do it again one more time tomorrow. I will see you in the morning, buddy. All right. That's Rod Allen. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Highlights from this ball game tonight. No score. Top of the second inning. That was until Corey Dickerson came to the plate with a man at first and nobody out. 1-0 pitch is hit high in the air, deep to right field. This is trouble. Off the shelf, the former Marlin Corey Dickerson goes deep. And the Nationals have a 2-0 lead. It's his first bomb of the season. I beg your pardon. That was a one-out, two-run homer for the Washington Nationals in the top of the second inning. That two-run lead, however, would not last very long. The Marlins had a couple of men in scoring position with one out in the second inning, and the batter was Yuli Gurriel. Middle of the diamond is at double play depth. Here's the 0-2 pitch, and that's hit in the air. Left field, on comes Ildemaro Vargas. He makes the catch. He'll lob it in towards second. A very good at bat. In with two strikes, Yuli Gurriel lifts a sack fly to left. The Marlins are on the scoreboard. It's Washington 2 and Miami 1 here in the second. You know, that's something that it would stay that way until the fourth, and things quickly changed after a Luis Arise single to start the fourth. It was his 499th career hit in the major leagues. The next man to the plate was the big bopper, and boy, folks are getting scared of him. It was Jorge Soler. Here is Soler, first pitch swinging, and it's a high drive, hit pretty well to center field. Calls going back, out of the warning track, looking up, he leaps. It's gone! Jorge Soler has done it again. You can't throw him fastballs. It's 3-2 to two Marlins. He's a bad boy. Oh, he's a bad boy. About that, Jorge Soler has been sensational for the Miami Marlins. He walked off the Nationals last night, and he just about single-handedly beat them here tonight. Mackenzie Gore went five and a third for the Nationals. He allowed four runs on five hits, two walks, and seven strikeouts. The fourth run that he allowed came in the bottom of the sixth inning, and after a walk to Jorge Soler, Brian De La Cruz came to the plate. Riding a career-high 10-game hitting streak. He's 0-for-1 tonight. Here's a swing and a drive towards the gap. Right center field. This is going to get down for a base hit. It's going to roll all the way to the wall. So Lair is flying. They're going to wave him home. Here comes a throw in towards the plate. It's not in time. It's an 11-game hitting streak for Brian De La Cruz. It's a big knock here in the sixth. And the Marlins extend their lead. It's 4-2 over the Nationals. And they may have just knocked the youngster McKenzie Gore out of this contest. He fell behind. And that would be plenty. Well, I say plenty. It was a little hairy, but it was plenty for the Marlins here tonight. The Nationals would get another run in the seventh inning. Andrew Nardi allowed a leadoff single to Corey Dickerson. The next man to bat was Ildemaro Vargas. He hit a ground ball in the hole at shortstop. Birdie made the backhand stab. He tried to unleash a throw to arise at second base to cut down Dickerson but he whistled the ball into right field. The Nationals had runners at second and third. The tying run was at second base with nobody out in the top of the seventh inning. Again, runners at second and third with nobody out. Alex called the center fielder was the batter. Top of the seventh, second and third, nobody out. Two, two pitches dribbled weakly out to short. One run is going to score. Throw to first in time. Yeah, by a half a step, it was close. John Birdie. So the Nationals got a run in the seventh again. They probably feel like that was a missed opportunity. They had runners at second and third with nobody out, and they only get a run. So this puppy stayed four to three into the top of the ninth inning, and with A.J. Puck on the shelf, it was Dylan Floro's responsibility. He was two for four in save opportunities. 
The leadoff man, Jamer Candelario, got jammed, and he hit a little pitching wedge into left field for a leadoff base knock in the ninth. He was erased on a fielder's choice. Corey Dickerson was up next. He hit a ball weakly out to second, and a rise erased Candelario. He uh, had that put out go four to six. So Corey Dickerson was at first base in the top of the ninth inning. The tying run was aboard. There was one out, and the batter was the switch-hitting left fielder for the Washington Nationals, Il DeMauro Vargas. 2-0 the count to Vargas. Here's the pitch, and he swings and hits a ground ball out to second. Birdie's got it. Steps on the bag, throws the first. This ball game is over. The Miami Marlins have their 22nd victory of the season. They turn another double play. This one ends the ball game. The Marlins are now 13-1 in one-run games. They've got 12 come-from-behind victories. They're 21-2 when they limit their opponents to four runs or less. And the Marlins are now 22-21. It's the latest into a non-shortened season. The club now has a winning record since August of 2017. Wow, what a night for the Marlins. A real nice come-from-behind win tonight for the boys. Led by... And how dare I? I better make one correction. I said 13-1. They were 13-1 coming into one-run games after they collected their 13th one-run victory last night. Tonight marks number 14. The Marlins are now 14-1 in one-run games. Their 12th come-from-behind win here in 2023. Uh, you know what? We'll go back to the pitching for a second. I, I think it's important to note, and I'm really interested to hear from Skip Schumacher, he lifted Edward Cabrera from this ball game at uh, maybe what some would think was a peculiar time. He had thrown five innings, a two-run ball. The only damage was the two-run homer. And he had only thrown 79 pitches. But Rod and I had discussed it, and maybe the school of thought was they don't want it to go south on Cabrera. They want him leaving this ball game with a good taste in his mouth. And he has struggled the third time through the opposing batting order. So Skip and team down there may have thought this was an ideal time to take him out of the ballgame. But I thought all in all, this was a very positive step in the right direction for the Miami Marlins and Edward Cabrera, who most importantly in five innings tonight, allowing two runs on five hits, did not walk a single batter. So Cabrera gets the win in this ballgame tonight. And offensively, John Birdie had a hit. He was batting 355 in his last nine games. Luis Arise went two for four. His uh, eighth inning double was his 500th career hit in the big league. So congratulations to Luis Arise. Jorge Soler stays scorching hot. He hit the two-run homer in the fourth. Didn't end up proving to be the game winner. Uh, but at the time, boy, was it ever a massive blow to these Washington Nationals. And Gene Segura is really starting to come around. He had his seventh multi-hit game of the season last night. He had another two hits tonight. He was two for four at the plate. Gene Segura has upped his average quite a bit in recent days. He uh, boosted it another nine points in this ballgame here tonight with a single and a triple. Yuli Gurriel had a sack fly. All in all, a very, very, very encouraging night for these Miami Marlins, who are 22-21 and 21 here in 2023. For the Washington Nationals tonight, taking a look at the totals, three runs, nine hits, no errors, four men left on base. And for the Miami Marlins, four runs, eight hits, one error. They leave five men on base in this ballgame tonight. With the loss, the Nationals are now 18-25. And, and with the victory, the Marlins are 22-21. and 21. Your winning pitcher is Edward Cabrera. He is 3-3. Three three. Mackenzie Gore is the loser. He, too, is 3-3 three three this season. 
And the gentleman that got the save in this ballgame tonight was the right-hander Dylan Floro, who collected his third this season. We started this ballgame at 6.41 at Lone Depot Park, finished it at 9.07. Total game time, 2 hours and 26 minutes in front of 8,451 at Lone Depot Park inside the air-conditioned comfort of this beautiful facility in Miami this evening. For the Miami Marlins, here's the only piece of bad news I have for you tonight. They had an opportunity to make history in this ballgame, but they only struck out nine, so they will be tied with the pitching staff uh, back in the summer of 2000 as the only two pitching staffs in franchise history to strike out ten or more opposing batters in five consecutive games. The Marlins only struck out nine tonight, but the good news in that regard is that $225 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you very much. Let's head down to listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say following the 4-3 win over the Nationals. Uh, Skip, we'll start with Cabrera outside of the, the home run. Looked pretty good, no walks. Just what were your thoughts on his outing? First start of the season with no walks, 60% ground ball rate, first pitch strikes. Um, thought his changeup was excellent today. Good depth, good run. Um, sometimes it looks like a, a two-seamer to me. Today it looked like a changeup. Um, it was it was really good. It had a little blister at the end. That's kind of why we, we took him out, um, just precautionary. Um, but he was... Uh, you know, he was really effective today, pounding the strike zone, and that's why he had the stat line he did. At Segura, I know it's a small sample size, but six hits in the last four games. Do you, do you see something a little bit different from him? Segura played his ass off today. I mean, he he was defensively base running, ball and dirt reads, extra bases, uh, good hit. Dela kind of a not a great read on that one. Uh, gave him some some uh, talk about that. No, he's good. Um, but yeah, he just he played uh, really good at that third today. Some tough plays. Um, yeah, he's just because you don't get hits doesn't mean you haven't been playing hard, right? So he's been playing hard. He just hasn't been getting the the hits that he's wanted to get. And uh, but again, like we said earlier, he's been working really hard. And hard luck equals good. Uh, or yeah, hard work equals good luck. And he's uh, he found a couple uh, lately, and he deserves them. Back to Cabrera after the way things went in Arizona when that fourth inning happened. To see him bounce back, start immediately afterwards, what do you hope that does for him? And then obviously knowing what you need from the rotation. Well, the first start, the, the first three innings in Arizona were as yeah. effective and as good as he's ever been since I've been here. Uh, so there's some stuff that he could learn from in that start, you know, and, and watching video back that he, uh, you know, the depth and the changeup, the fastball strike, the the, you know, getting ahead, all of that is much better than that fourth inning when he fell behind. Um, so same thing with today. He just kind of carried it over. Uh, tough pitch with uh, with Dickerson, you know, but he probably wants back. But other than that, um, you know, I don't know much, what you could ask for much more than that. The blister, is it first time that's kind of come up this season? He's had a history of blisters. Um, so he had a little one a few starts ago in Chicago. Um but you know, our training staff's been really good of, of monitoring it, um, so it hasn't really. It's not. It's not like this huge blister. It just. It feels like it's coming. Um, so instead of like forcing him to go one more inning at eighty something pitches, just felt like the right move to to pull him right there and, and not make this a thing the next two or three starts. What do you think makes this changeup um, so effective? Well, it's ninety three to ninety four <laughs> miles an hour, so you don't really see that too often. But it's the depth. When you don't have depth from your fastball. 
um, then it just becomes like a bad fastball. It's just a two-seamer, a bad two-seamer. When it has the depth, it's a really good pitch. And just like Sandy's, when it's de- it has depth, it's a it's a, you know one of the best pitches in the league. So I think that if he continues to you know work on that, but it's the fastball, then the changeup that really makes the changeup good. And I mean, it was moving. It was moving today, so um, yeah, it was it was pretty gross. This curveball as well. I mean, I feel like we never talk about the changeup so much, the speed of it and the fastball, but the curveball and between that and the changeup today, it seems like those were just two. Sometimes that, that curveball is his, re, his reset pitch, so he can get back into counts with that, uh, and then punch people out or you know that type of thing. But I still think if he wants to get where he wants to get to, it's the fastball command still and because the off speed is so good. I mean, to your point, the curveball was there, the changeup was there. He gets the fastball there consistently. This guy's going to be, you know, insane. I mean, he'll be top of the rotation kind of. He has that kind of stuff. Um you ask any opposing team or a guy that, you know, we faced him, it's just like this he's not fun to face when he throws it in the zone and he did tonight and he had really good success. Jorge Soler and Albert Homer to put the deal on top. And also we have rise at 500 hits in for, uh, for the 128 games, something like that. Feels like he's had 500 this year, honestly. <laughs> Every time I look up, he's got two hits. So yeah, what can you say about Arise? I mean, he's just been um, so consistent all year. Uh, the, like I said last night, he has like a two, three-game funk, and you're like, oh, my gosh, what's he doing? And then all of a sudden, two hits, two hits, two hits, two hits. Um, so gets on base, righty, lefty, tough lefty matchup today for him. Doesn't matter. Um, puts it back together competitive at bats and then yeah solely just you know game changer both both games right i mean changing the score with one swing he can do uh anytime he's up and he's he's a good hitter too he played right field today which was good didn't get any balls um but you know he can play the outfield too so he he's just uh he's becoming not becoming he's a good hitter and now that he's hitting home runs last two games we don't win without him in the lineup so it's yeah awesome um, 11 game hitting streak for Taylor Cruz. He went through a bit of a slump, but how good is it to see him getting back into the swing of things and, and really uh, providing some more offense in the middle of the field? I think it, it took an adjustment for him to learn from our, you know, our hitting group. It's a lot of information, you know, it gives out a lot of information. It's tough to, to learn initially um, because there's there's a lot that we're trying to put on their plate and they're learning us still. And I think Dela, Sanchez, a couple of the young guys were, were still learning us and learning our hitting group. Um, but the great thing about it is, is he he's all in and he trusts. And you know, with whether it's Mabry, Hardy, or or Brandt, I mean, he's he's all in. He asks questions, and um, you starting to see guys getting better and better. And Dela, although he had a great second half last year, now he has a two strike approach, and it's real. And he's still hitting the ball hard. The ball he hit uh, the first at bat was a line drive to ride. It hit really well. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's he's a he's a hitter. I mean, hitters hit, and he's one of the hitters. Four good innings from the bullpen today, including Shagwa's first appearance. Would you like to receive from soft from him? Well, thank God we got him back with Puck going down because, uh, you know, it, it would have changed a lot of things. And, um, you know, not that there's not trust in the other guys, but having a guy, righty, that can get, you know, the dirty inning like we've been talking about. Um, 97 with a good slider gets righties and lefties out, put him anywhere. Um, yeah, I mean, it's you don't know what you're going to get out of, you know, from a guy out of rehab. So you, you are a little nervous a little bit. doesn't matter who it is to see what he's got. Um, there's probably some nerves in him because he hasn't been out there in a few weeks, more than a few weeks. Um, but, yeah, so nice to have him back healthy and, and ready to go, especially with Puck you know, down for, for a little bit.
Thanks, Good. Thank you. Okay, that was Skip Schumacher. I had a chance to talk to Dylan Floro on the field after he shut the door and gave the Marlins their third win in a row. Thank you very much, Kyle. Dylan shut the door here tonight. What was the game plan, I guess, in that ninth inning? Walk us through it. The game plan is there to try to get ahead like always. I mean, the game plan has changed too much. I knew I was coming and facing a lot of lefties, so I was going to have to make my slider work there and to get me ahead early, and I was working good there back door. It me a couple strikes there early and got ahead on those guys except for the last guy there, but got the sinker down and away, got me the ground ball. So. The injury bug just a little bit has hit this team here. What's been the message, though, from Skip and I guess the entire response here, especially this week in these two series? Well, the message is, I mean, we, we got a good team. We have depth. We have guys. I mean, I mean, any year, it doesn't matter what team you're on, you're going to run through those things. It's just how you respond from them. And right now we're doing the right thing. Gene Segura, I know it hasn't been the best start to his season, but two for four back-to-back -back days. You see him, he's just starting to see the ball a lot better, get those hits. What do you just enjoy to see from Gene and his success? You've seen it the last, I was even talking to our pitching coach there in the Bowman Beef, and he was just saying there's ways of bats. He was getting on getting on base, getting walks there, and now he's pulling together hits. You just see him. It's going to be exciting to see for the rest of the year. Dylan, I appreciate the time, man. Go celebrate with your team. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Kyle, back to you. All right, very appreciative of the time from Dylan Flora. We're right back at it. A 110 first pitch from Lone Depot Park. I've got Marlins on deck at 1240. Looking to make it four in a row before we head out to the West Coast. Thanks for rewinding with us. As always, Marlins Nation, let's flip the M together, Miami. This is the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.